Hello, everybody. Welcome to the OETA Movie Club podcast. I'm the director of the show, Jeff Mareva, and I'm here with our host, Mr. Robert Birch. Hello, Jeff. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing today? Oh, pretty good. Hey, awesome. We're going to talk about movies. It's we're going to talk about and, right? and today is a great movie to talk uh-huh. about um, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Just one of my favorite comedies of all time. Uh-huh. Um, it's just hilarious. Steve Martin and Michael Caine are just brilliant. Um, what a team, really. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, so it's the OETA Movie Club. We air each Saturday night at nine on mm-hmm. OETA, Oklahoma's PBS station. Right. And uh, and so we're bringing this movie to you next weekend. And uh, so and yeah, set really, it up for us. Really a great film. Um, so uh, Michael Caine, he he is a con man who is bilking, um, you know, very very wealthy. Uh, women out of their money. He lives in like, Monaco, right south of France, and uh, you know it's, he has a beautiful home, and he's you know very suave and sophisticated. And then Steve Martin shows up, who's you know this American, clumsy American con man as well, who um, you know, uh, in he, I guess at first he tries to con Michael Caine, right. and then runs afoul of him and uh, gets booted out of town, but comes back, and they have a challenge. They, you know, who can, who can cheat uh, this one wealthy heiress out of $50,000? Who can, who can do that first? Yeah. And hilarity ensues. <laughs> yeah, this, um, I didn't know that the uh, one of the trailers for this is a sequence that doesn't even appear in the movie. Right, I remember um, seeing this in the theater. See, I I had never seen this, and and I was reading this and everything, and it's like, well, Freddie and and Lawrence walk along a boardwalk uh-huh. and politely moving out of the way of others, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And there's a voice saying, "There are numerous distinguished gentlemen in the world, refined, cultured gentlemen, nice men, but nice men finish last." <laughs> and uh, fer- apparently, Frank Oz. Loved the trailer, but yeah. didn't it didn't get, it didn't make the movie hit the cutting room right, floor? Right, right. There were a lot of people who were surprised, and I, being one of them, I thought that would just be in the in the film. Yeah, and it happens a lot. You know, they shoot yeah. something specifically for the trailer. Um, there was a company that they sent. Um, uh, you know, all, this is common practice that uh, that most of the time directors don't edit or have anything to do with the trailers. Right, there's trailer houses. Right, there's companies that, companies that do that, that right? Yeah. And so they had sent all the stuff out to them. They sent back three trailers. Frank Oz didn't like any of them. So yeah. the assistant director put this that one together where, uh, you know, they said, nice guys finish last. And um, is it Michael Caine, or Steve Martin, pushes the old lady into off the boardwalk <laughs> into the water and Michael Caine smashes the little boy's face into his <laughs> cotton candy, you know, right. uh, dirty, rotten scoundrels. So, yeah. Yeah. And let's talk about who was originally slated for this project. Oh. So, so after the success of, of um, David Bowie and Mick Jagger teaming up for a song in the 80s, uh-huh. um, it was very popular. So this movie house decided we need to get them in a movie together. Oh, yeah. And apparently this was going to be it. Now, I have to right. say... I like Mick Jagger. I like David, and David Bowie. Bowie. I like I mean I like David Bowie a lot, but this would not have been a good movie. No. Well, this was okay, so you go back a little bit further, right? To 1964. This is a remake of right. a film called Bedtime Story. Yeah, and, and a lot of people don't know that. David Niven and the hilarious Marlon Brando, <laughs> right? Right. 
Yeah. The comedy team of Niven and Brando. <laughs> and, uh, you know, who knows? It was maybe a good I haven't seen it. I haven't seen film. it. No, I haven't seen it either. I, I have no plans I was, to see this film. Well, I was either. trying to find yeah. it on streaming server. I couldn't find it. Yeah. So, but... Yeah. Uh, that kind of gives you some indication. Exactly, maybe. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, so this was going to be a musical remake <laughs> of that film starring Mick Jagger and David Bowie. And I can't imagine uh, a... <laughs> it's like, you know, hey, let's uh, let's drive the Titanic right into that, <laughs> that iceberg. You right. Know, let's see what happens. <laughs> um, and then, of course, when it became a huge... They dropped out. Yeah, like, they dropped out. There because was a, they were interested in doing this. Yeah. but And then there was a huge list of potential oh, yeah. people. I mean, John Cleese, Eric Idle. Michael Palin. Michael Palin. Um, um, I can't even remember now all the rest, but there was a ton. Right. Um, Gene Wilder. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and um, so, yeah, just a ton of people considered for this. And, um, and um, but Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy turned, turned it down. Turned down the Steve Martin role. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so there was a lot of people considered for this. I'm personally glad it ended up the way it did. I right. think I think they're just the perfect. I mean, Michael Caine. You don't necessarily think comedy right away, you know. Well, but he but does comedy you, very like, well, right? And has. he does it very well. And, yeah. and this was the first movie that I went, oh, they, he's really great at this. Yeah. And especially this character because it's the posh, the elitist type of, uh-huh. you know. Well, he okay. So he has it's it's um, sort of a tip of the hat. To David Niven, yeah. right? Uh, you know his uh, his uh, persona because right. you know uh, uh, he has the the pencil thin mustache like David Niven always yeah. had, and and his his mannerisms uh, apparently uh, uh, he was going for that. Michael Caine was going for that sort of David Niven delivery, yeah, and you know it really comes through. And you know after uh, after it came out and was a huge success, uh, Jagger says. Oh, I, I was tweaked because yeah. we had passed on it. We, yeah, you know, they like, regretted it. Yeah. Well, you know, it was never going to be great, no. it was, you know, with them. Yeah, so. and he's like, yeah, I regretted it because it became a hit. And yeah. I'm like, I don't think it would have become a hit <laughs> if you were in it, buddy. Um, so let's talk about the fact that, yes, it was, gonna, it was going to be a musical. Uh-huh. Um, Jagger and Bowie drop out. They decide to not do a musical anymore. But it was such a hit that it ended up becoming a broad, a, a stage musical, right? And um, you can't you can't write this stuff. No, you can't make this up. No. Please. So yeah, it just I, and I never I never knew that. And I a never great knew stage it was musical. A, yeah, uh, yeah, John Lithgow played yeah. the uh, played the Michael Caine part. And, yeah. and you know, just I I didn't see it, but just hearing that, no, I yeah. say, oh, perfect. He'd yeah. be great for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about how much ad-libbing was done in this movie. Like uh-huh. they, apparently quite a bit. Yeah. Um, uh, when Freddie's in jail trying to remember Lawrence's name, the, that entire scene uh-huh. is improv by Steve Martin. And so Frank Oz is sitting just out of camera range, or, or he's listening to it, and he, uh, he would tap on the foot of the, uh, the photographer, the cinematographer, when he thought that Steve Martin had, had played the whole scene uh, improv as as far right. as he could go with yeah. that scene, but yeah. you know that's a uh, common thing that hap- uh, you know a lot of directors will. Well, you know, some directors absolutely not, yeah. and then yeah. other directors will let their uh, uh, other directors will let their actors ad lib as much as they want to, yeah, because you get some really really great moments. Oh yeah, you do, too. especially when you have an actor like Steve Martin who was oh, a comedian yeah. and wrote his own act for so long. Uh-huh. 
um, and uh, great at improv, great at improv, great at, at com- comedical comical writing, uh-huh. and um, yeah, I mean uh, like Robin Williams. They said, you know, they would just turn on the camera and let him go. Yeah, and you know. Uh, two hours later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> two hours cut. and 20 impressions <laughs> later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> the uh, I, One of my favorite scenes in this movie is, of course, the scene where Steve Martin ends up running around the table yelling, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Oklahoma. <laughs> I love that scene. Um, and why is that? Why is that? <laughs> <laughs> Not mother? <clears throat> Pardon me. I love the um, Ruprecht. Yeah. Ruprecht. <laughs> and then he says, you know, he asks for permission to go to the bathroom. And <laughs> yeah. Maybe. <laughs> and you just see on his face that uh, yeah. uh, he didn't mean that he was going to get up and go to the other room. <laughs> he was just going to do it right there. <laughs> that is funny. Um so when Frank Oz approached Michael Caine, uh-huh. um, the way he really, really snagged him into this was um, telling him that he promised him a cozy villa in the south of France uh-huh. for three months. And um, Caine, once he learned that the villa happened to be conveniently situated between two of his old friends. Roger Moore. Roger Moore. James Bond. We just yeah. talked about him a couple weeks ago. Uh-huh. And and uh, composer Leslie Bracuse? I guess. I, yeah, I just, you know, he, I pick a way to say it and I just yeah, sell it. Maybe. That's right. That's like, right. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so yeah, he found out it was sandwiched between two of his friends. So, he decided uh-huh. that was going to, that made up his mind for well, him. Would, was, oh, yeah. I mean, I'd go for that. Uh, oh, yeah. If you were to say to me, you know, we're going to do movie club <laughs> in the south of France. And, you know, you get this beautiful villa for a month, right? Yeah, uh, exactly. yeah I'm be, I don't even care if Roger, where Roger Moore lives, you know. I'm, I'm going to say yes. So if you didn't catch that, we need a sponsor for this podcast <laughs> to pay for us to travel to France. Yes. The podcast will be so much better if yeah, we do it in France. It will France. be. You will be surprised. Yeah, that's right. Um, so um, some of the awards that this movie was nominated uh-huh. for, uh, Michael Caine was nominated, or Sir Michael Caine. Sir. we got to get that yes. in. All um, his close friends call him that. That's right. Um, he was nominated for a Golden Globe for Best Actor, um, but lost out yeah. to Tom Hanks for Big. Mm. So and Steve Martin was nominated, not in the same category, but uh, and uh, well, actually, no, no I'm no, sorry, no. I got that wrong. He's not nominated, not nominated but a lot of but people, lot of people said, said he should, should have been. Yeah. And then other people say, the Golden Globes, who cares about them anyway, right? right? It's <laughs> yeah. the Oscars that really count. <laughs> That's right. And why do they still have a Golden Globe, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, and there was a couple other awards, and, um, they also lost out to Tom Hanks for Mm -hmm. Forrest Gump, Uh um, some of the other stuff, um, but yeah. Yeah. So, Glenn Headley, I had no idea about this, um, was named the most promising new actress. Of 1989. Of 1989. By the Chicago Film Critics Association, now like, it seems like an obscure... It is obscure. You know, by the Chicago, Upper Chicago Film Critics Association of uh, Clark County, you know, 1989. <laughs> like, well, okay. What? But, okay. you know, she was, she was up and coming. She was. Um, she did a couple of films with Steve Martin. She did, what was the other film? Um, I'm not sure. Uh, that she I'd... did with Steve Martin. She They did two together. Oh, okay. And both of those, uh, he plays a con man. Oh, Sergeant Bilko. Okay. Um, yeah, the remake of the the uh, 
Phil Silver's yes. TV show. Um, he plays a con man that's trying to bilk soldiers, and he's trying to con her, and unsuccessfully, you know. Right. So the same same plot, same people, you know, or same general yeah. idea. But, uh, you know, she um, sadly died at age 62. Yeah. 2017, yeah, yeah, just a few years ago. Yeah, only 62. That was That's sad. Sounding younger and younger all the time. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Um, well, and she is just great. I mean, we're not going to give any spoilers away in case you haven't seen it, but her, just her at the end of the movie, she's yeah. just brilliant. Um, this is actually the, th- I didn't know this, that this is the third of five collaborations uh-huh. between Frank Oz and Steve Martin. Right. Um, can Bow you Finger. Them all? I can, actually, because I have a list <laughs> of it in front of me. Um, yeah, so you have the Muppet movie, right. 1979. Frank Oz. Frank Oz. Little Shop of Horrors, 1986. Uh-huh. House Sitter, 1992. Uh-huh. Not familiar with that one. Well, I'm yeah, not, I'm, me neither. And then Bowfinger, which is a great movie, uh-huh. 1999. So and this is one of the few that he that he doesn't have pup, puppets. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this is one of right. the few Frank Oz movies without puppets. Because he's that is a, true. Okay, so he, and the the Star Wars connection too. Yeah. Um, so Frank Oz is the voice of the puppeteer for Yoda, and I'm sure several other. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, characters yeah. in Star Wars, right? Um, but also in this movie, the Butler, right? The guy that plays Arthur. Which I think is a tip of the hat to the film, right? Or you know Dudley Moore. Yeah. Um, uh, you know he plays a Butler named Arthur, uh, is the act Ian McDermott who plays Emperor Palpatine, right? In the Star Wars trilogy, <laughs> right? Which is just hilarious because anytime I see him in anything else, I'm yeah. just like, wait a minute, he can't be a good guy. Like he's evil. Stretch out your feelings, your <laughs> hatred. I want. Oh, and I'll get you something to drink. I'll be right back. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I mean, we got to talk a little bit about this remake bedtime story. I want to see this. Like, I, I, oh, I don't. Do I we don't, have to? I want to see it. I'm going to try to get it on movie club. Okay, no. the uh, hilarious <laughs> comedy stylings of Niven, Niven, and, and Brando. Brando. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, yeah. I gotta see it. I gotta see. Well, it. we won't make everyone else watch it. But, no, uh, we'll but I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna watch it. Um, I didn't know that Sean Young was offered the role of Janet Colgate. Uh-huh. Turned it down. No idea. But she uh, turned it down for Ooh, um, the other film, uh, um, the one see. with oh, the, boost. the boost. With yeah. um, what's his name? That always plays the sleazy characters. Uh, 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 <laughs> I James, can think of a lot of those. James. Um, James Kahn. No. James. James. Butler. No, I'm just no. going to make up names. Uh, but there. Uh, James Jameson. Um, you know, it's cocaine, and, and but there's this really intense love. Uh, love um, James or Spader? A really intense relationship with James. What is it? <laughs> uh, in ah. Casino, he plays um, the guy that's trying to take uh, uh, Sharon Stone oh, away. Yes. And, I know exactly um, what you're talking about. I can't think of his name. Yeah, but yeah, it, it, but uh, yeah, uh, they that thing. Uh, she has had this a couple of times. She has a difficult time uh, telling reality from fiction, right? And um, he had to have a, a restraining order put out against Sean Young because um, she could. She got confused. You know, hey, we're playing love scenes. She thinks they're really in love. So uh, unfortunately, James. Hmm, 
a Garfield. Whatever. That's not it. Uh, <laughs> was, yeah, was not in love and right. was married at the same time. So. Um, I, I'm always interested in like the behind the scenes stuff and how long it takes to shoot and uh, you know all these stuff, these movies because you have you know you have move it it runs the gamut. You have some movies that they tape in or film in three days. Uh-huh. You know? yeah. <laughs> it's all done, and then there's ones that take. A year, yeah, you know, or um, several years, or several years. Yeah, um, this one took two months, two months. Yeah, which so, is about nor I think about the the normal. Yeah, but then I'm like, did did Michael King get to spend that third month in France still? Or did, <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> of course he, he did. He was promised the other month, right? <laughs> That's right. You would have to drag me out of there. Yeah, mm. yeah. It's beautiful. Oh, yeah. Well. I was like, I've only seen pictures. I've heard stories. It's beautiful. And, uh, you know, when we get that money to uh, shoot the movie club there. That's right. We will all enjoy it. So, yes. So, in this, like, Michael Caine was 55 when they shot this, right? Steve Martin was 42. And so, in order, I mean, they look pretty much the same age to me. Yeah, they do, yeah. But maybe that's, you know, the Hollywood makeup thing because, you know, it says in order to make them appear roughly the same age. They, uh, you know, they uh, they did that thing where they'll like tape Michael Caine's uh, skin back on his face, you know, right. trying to make and you know the the other makeup tricks to make him look a little bit younger. Uh, yeah, but I mean, fifty five and forty two, you know, depends on the people, but yeah, you can look. I mean, to me, that's fairly well. Fairly and, close. And Steve Martin had turned white. And his hair very at oh, young yeah. age, you know. Before so. he, you know, before he. Before he was known. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was, if you really want to see a dark-haired Steve Martin, you have to go back to the Glenn Campbell good time <laughs> hour, right? He was a writer for that. Yeah. And then sometimes would come out and play the banjo. And it's it's odd. I mean, it's on YouTube. You can see it, you know, a dark-haired Steve Martin. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I don't remember him at all with dark hair. Like, yeah. I, I just have he, no idea. His huge breakthrough, you know, his his album, Let's Get Small, yeah. uh, you know, he's white-haired. And, yeah. and uh, you know, when he was doing The Tonight Show for the first time, he's he's completely white-haired. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh, uh, of course, we're all used to seeing him like that. And now he has albums as a banjo player. A lot of people don't know that he's a, pheno- right. he's a phenomenal banjo player. He really is. Uh, I was lucky enough to see him and um, Martin Short, Martin Short yeah. at Windstar Casino. Oh, that's cool. Um, you know, they come out and, and uh, uh, Martin Short says, hey, it's great to be here in Thackerville. <laughs> and, and Steve Martin goes, I never thought I'd hear myself say that. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Thackerville. Uh-huh. But they, you know, uh, he has a whole segment where his banjo uh, group comes out, and Steve Martin will play. They do a whole set. Yeah. And then uh, Martin Short will come out and do his Jiminy Glick um, uh, set for a while. You know, so they, they're not both on stage the whole time, but, right. you know, there's a great portion of the beginning of their show that they are just out there just hammering away just insulting each other <laughs> to death yeah yeah and what man what what a great couple of people to be able to like have hang around with or something you oh know, yeah like, i would love to just spend a day with them yeah fun <laughs> i love murders only murders in the building which just uh-huh. comes out and has both of meryl them they do streep. so many projects together meryl streep is is going to be in the next season is, oh really is i didn't in know this that. next season of wow. only murders in the building yeah wow that's gonna be fun yeah It'll yeah, that's really a great. Good. That's a They've great. They've got a show. great cast already. They too. do. They do. It's a great show. 
Um, well, I think that's it for our time. We're out of time. I'm talking about other shows. <laughs> <laughs> if you have some time, please watch the movie club. You know. Oh yeah, no, and and this is a great one to watch. I mean, dirty. Yeah. I mean, it's it is hilarious. It's it's worth the watch. Yeah. Um. So um. Yeah. And then I'm gonna give a shout out real quick to uh, Marcia Fitch- Fisher. Oh yeah. Marcia Fisher, um, who sent in sent in a great picture with Cloris Leachman. We we have a celebrity photo section where we feature everybody people who send in photos with celebrities Uh and and uh yeah yeah um great had a great photo this cloris leachman the great yeah great cloris leachman um yeah and she uh she also wrote in there about she had lived in um uh san diego and she had uh lived or had gone to the hotel dell there many times where some like it hot was shot yeah, one day I'll go stay there and, and have some fun. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. So. It looks exactly the same as it did back when uh, Some Like It Hot was shot. Yeah. Well, very cool. Well, awesome. Thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate it. Yeah. Please tune in next week. Um, next week we've got a double feature we're going to be talking about. Um, the King's Speech and uh-huh. the Madness of King George. Two royal films. Two, two royal films. Or films... About royals. About royals. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, well, all right. Well, till next time, everybody, take care. Bye-bye. Make sure to like and subscribe to the podcast. You can preview all upcoming OETA Movie Club films at oeta.tv forward slash movie club. And please send your celebrity photos to P.O. Box 14190, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma 73113, Or you can email them to us at oeta.tv forward slash movie club. And of course, tune in every Saturday night at 9 and on Fridays at 11. We'll see you on the couch every weekend for a great movie and fresh popcorn.